You are listening to part two of the interview with Destin Strong on You Are the Magic Pill with your host, Victoria. Thanks for tuning in to You Are the Magic Pill. Do you often wish that you could just pop a magic pill that would change your life instantly, giving you everything that your heart desires? The truth is, you don't need one. Because get this, you are the magic pill. I'm your host, Victoria, and during this podcast, I will be giving you a dose of my truth by keeping it real with inspiring stories and wisdom. My mission is to show you how to fall in love with yourself so that you can discover your own truth. If you're ready to realize that you are the magic pill, then come on a heroic journey with me to remember who you truly are to activate that power found within. Welcome back to You Are the Magic Pill. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. I am super excited because I have my friend Dustin Strong on with me today. Dustin Strong is the chief clinician and owner of Strong on Health a private holistic health and wellness center in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas metro area. He specializes in applied clinical nutrition, holistic nutrition, and clinical consultation for other healthcare providers. And here we go. Okay, so tell me some examples. So if I were to come in there to see you, and I'm like, Hmm. well, I did come in there to see you about my vitiligo before. And if I came in there and I was like, Justin, you know, help me out. How do I heal myself? You know, what are the steps that with anything, what are the steps that you first tell people? Like if they're struggling with depression or anxiety, or they just have some kind of disease, or they're like, you know, everybody's telling me that I'm just going to be this way. And that that's just the way it is. And how do you get people to take that first step? It's interesting that you say that, right? Because other people are doing that. Other people are wanting other people to accept their limits, right? Because they feel comfortable. And they don't want to lose their permission to stay in their comfort zone. And if you go outside of that and you believe that you can heal your vitiligo and other people say, no, 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 you can't. You make them uncomfortable because that is outside of what they feel comfortable with. And so one of the first things I do, especially because I get a few new cancer cases probably every week these days. There's a lot of that. And Mm -hmm. the first thing I would tell people is that you have to discover stories of other people who've overcome this condition. Mm, I like that. Because if you don't believe that it's possible, you're not going to do the work. You're not going to commit to it. You're going to have that trap door that you can fall through at any point that says, see, I already knew this wasn't going to be fixable. So I'm just not going to let it happen. But instead we got to say, no, look, somebody else has had this before and someone has overcome this. So we, you need to live in that space because you're going to hear people tell you, over and over again, that you can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. So you need to balance that out with stories and proof of people who have overcome that. Now, when we get into things like depression, it's helpful to go and look at the biggest, most common things that are happening in our country and the way that people are struggling with digesting protein. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird to go, wait a minute, you talk about depression, now you're talking about digesting proteins. But why it's important is all of those happy hormones that all the medications are trying to act upon, right? They're trying to act upon serotonin. They're trying to act upon dopamine. They're trying to act upon norepinephrine. They're trying to keep these happy hormones artificially high in the brain. Well, one of the question for me to them is why do we need to artificially keep them high? Why don't you have an ample amount of those in the first place? Mm -hmm. And that's why people need to understand that those are derived from essential amino acids, right? Tryptophan is required to make your serotonin. 
Okay. Tyrosine is required to make your dopamine. So if you don't have those coming into the equation, you can't make those hormones. So why aren't they coming in? Are, are they eating the protein? Maybe, but they're maybe not digesting the protein. And that's why we spend a whole hour getting into that. So they understand why it's possible that their supply chain is just low. And can we correct that? And will it correct a whole bunch of other things? Most of the time. Yeah. So that's where we start is helping them understand why their digestion might be the most important thing impacting their ability to be happy. I'm glad that you brought that up because I am really interested in all of the microbiome, the gut health, all that. And I used to learn about that all the time being in the natural supplement industry. And I just, I'm very much aware of it. I don't necessarily obviously have the level of (laughs) education on it that you do, but I do know that our guts have play the biggest role in like all kinds of things for us. And so I love that you brought that up. I would love for you to talk more about that. Well, I think that, well, if I'm going to talk more about that, it's that, you know, you've heard it said a million times, we're not what we eat, we're what we digest. And we have people trying to solve for problems. For example, some interesting research about vitiligo came out that high levels of vitamin D in some cases were repigmenting, bringing back repigmentation of the skin. Now, why would that be? And why would it work in some people, but not in others? Mm -hmm. And when we go back upstream, we understand that your ability to utilize the vitamin D is dependent on your ability to digest. If you don't have enough stomach acid, you don't trigger the release of bile. Bile helps you break down fats and utilize fat-soluble vitamins. Vitamins A, D, E, and K are all fat-soluble. So without that piece, without functioning digestion from the stomach and the liver gallbladder, you're going to have one arm tied behind your back or maybe two to be able to utilize the vitamin D. So that person could read that article and go, oh, hit me with the D, right? Let's get this vitamin D going and get this going. And they don't get the results. And so their belief is crushed because they go, oh, that wasn't the magic pill. No, it's not. The magic pill is you understanding how vitamin D and you have a relationship and why your vitamin D is not getting where it needs to be versus somebody else. And that has to do with how you can digest it. Mm-hmm. Does that so make what's sense? The, yeah, no, I love that. It makes total sense. So how would somebody discover what it is that's not working or not working, but it's not properly functioning? How do they discover it and how do they fix it? You mean digestion? Yeah. Oh, like, wow. how do you know? Like what kind of test do you do? I'm like, yeah. Uh, this is where things get a little more complicated and we have to accept a little more responsibility because people want a a binary system. They want to say, is it working? Yes. Is it not working? No. When there are many, many, many subtle levels in between yes and no Mm -hmm. as to whether or not your digestion. And there's so many things that are impacting how well you're digesting. For example, bitters, right? In other countries, they Mm -hmm. use a lot more bitters and bitters help our digestion work better. But in our American culture, we don't have that. So that's one strike against us. Right. Right. But you could do all all the other things right, but you're not doing that one. So you're not digesting as well as you could be. Another one is, this is a big one, is the understanding of the two states that the body can be in. You can either be in parasympathetic, you can be in rest and digest, or you can be in sympathetic and you can be in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. If you're in fight or flight, which most people are, let's, let's you know, we're right. always running, we're yeah. stressed, trying to figure this out your physiology is not set up to digest things. So your stomach acid is low because your body's trying to get out of danger. It doesn't care about digesting the food. You have to switch into a relaxed state to appropriately and completely digest your food. 
So there's two major strikes against the way people are doing it. And there's multiple, multiple others. So I guess the easiest way to kind of figure out whether or not you are digesting things right is you should be having two to three bowel movements every day. Most people are not. And uh, I don't understand how the math got so goofy on this that we don't realize that for every time you have a meal, every time you put this food in the body, you should have an equal experience where that food leaves the body, right? Or the waste from that meal leaves the body. So you should have a one-to-one ratio from meals to bowel movements. And most people don't. And if you're not, it's because you're not fully digesting things appropriately and usually starting in the stomach. Because when I talk about digestive health, most people think about probiotics and gut health. But I'm thinking before you even get there, we're talking about up in the stomach where we digest the proteins and extract the vitamins. So, you know, burping, belching, gas, you know, anything that feels uncomfortable from here to there, right, is going to be a digestive concern. So if somebody's doing all those things all the time and they have something to be really concerned about. Okay. So how do you fix it is your question. There's different tools out there to do that. A lot of it are lifestyle changes, eating smaller amounts, making sure, of course, you're chewing your food, really chewing your food, not drinking too much water with your meal because that will dilute the stomach acid, making sure that you have enough zinc because zinc is required for stomach acid production. So you can do a zinc test. In our clinic, we have a taste test. So you can just, you take some zinc sulfate and you hold it in your mouth and and what you taste kind of helps determine whether you have appropriate zinc levels in your body. Yeah, and you know, fasting is actually a really good way to help heal your digestive system as well. Because we're constantly just, we have this (laughs) unconscious faith that anything we put into our mouth is just gonna be, you know, magically turned into all the nutrients that we need to sustain life. And it doesn't work that way. And we just, we think that it's a never ending ability to just keep tossing garbage in there all day long and it's going to handle it. But our digestive system needs a break too, right? It needs to right. rest. We can't constantly be expecting it to work all the time, all the time and continue to be able to keep up at that rate because it's not. If you look at the way we've kind of come about in nature, there was no way we had food accessible to us all the time, right? So we shouldn't be eating all the time. It just doesn't make sense. Right. And I think that more people are aware of it, but they just don't, for whatever reason, take the steps to not eat the crap. Yeah. And I think what you were talking about earlier is that the belief now comes in and that makes it really hard. People believe if they miss a meal, that's going to hurt them. Right. Like, oh, because they were taught when they were younger, like I did. Yeah. Eating equals love. Right. Oh, you're not feeling well here. Eat this. Oh, you know, uh, you're having a bad day here. Eat this. And so we think that food is the solution to right. and, every and, everything. Yeah. Right. And like you get rewarded, like, and everybody gives you cupcakes and cakes and candy and all this <laughs> stuff for doing well. And even for Valentine's Day, you know, you get all this chocolate and all this candy. And it's like, why is that? Like, we should be giving out bitters, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I learned a little bit about the bitters working for Flora. Oh, sure. For Germany. But yeah, we don't do that here. And so it's very good to start educating people to do that because not only are people not taking a break, but they're just pumping in pizza and burgers and fast food and French fries and all kinds of crap, you know, and it's like our bodies cannot, they need a break. Like you said, they need a break from all of that. And so people can take the steps that you're saying, but then they can also take steps to not put in as much junk. And what do you think that that would be a good thing to do too? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I view food differently than most people. I mean, I love food and I enjoy really good tasting food, 
but I am aware of what I'm eating and whether or not it's contributing to my healing or if it's inhibiting my healing, if it's slowing me down or if it's making me healthier. And do I always make a choice that is always for the better of my health? No. Well, of course not. That would be boring. (laughs) But it's like that 80-20 rule, right? Like some people, they go for convenience and quickness. And and I get that, you know, I'm not judging. I totally get it. I'm just trying to bring awareness that they can actually make a different choice. Start baby steps, like you said, just start trying to make some different choices and become more aware of the digestive system like you're talking about. There's so many moving parts here, right? Like you got to make some different choices, but like what the alternative is that you get sick and Mm. you get diseases and you don't live as long. And then if you do live longer, then you have poor health. And so it's like, how much do you love yourself? You know, do you love yourself and how much do you love your family? And like, how much do you love your life? You know, do you want to have a healthy, better version of yourself life? Or do you want to just eat a bunch of stuff and not worry about your digestive system and and have all the ailments and the diseases. Like that's a question of the day. Like, what do you want? Do you right. want a better life and health? Or do you want to just do what you're doing? Right. If it were as easy as just doing what we wanted, it gets a little more complicated, right? Because sometimes you know, but you still do things that hurt you. And why is that? Definitely. Right. That's the question. <laughs> and okay. that goes to what I love to talk about, the subconscious programming. There you go. How do you overcome that? How do you overcome that, Dustin? (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, it's interesting you asked that because when I was starting my practice nutritionally, I recognized that I did have to find a way to get people to change a belief that was instilled in them that something is good for them when it's not, right? It's hard for people to understand. There's just many, many beliefs that we've kind of developed and we just kind of, you know, like you said, our childhood's like a tape recorder. We're just taking in the information, just taking it and taking it in, and then we start to apply it you know, when we start to grow up and we're just playing back a program, like you said, that was in there. But so identifying what those limiting beliefs are, and you can hear it in people's thought patterns, you know, they'll say, well, there's nothing I can do about that. Right there. I I stop people, right? Immediately. I go, okay. Every time you say that you're creating and strengthening the belief that you can't do anything about that. So what I would like to encourage us to do is every time we think about that, we change it to what could I possibly do to change that even a little bit, right? What can I do to even just somewhat change that? Instead of putting into this category of a hard like belief that you can't change to, well, can we do something about it? It's things like that that start to move people in that direction. And I was lucky enough to have been introduced to Bruce Lipton and uh, Rob Williams. They put together a program where they call it PsyK and they identify limiting beliefs in different categories. And when you start to hear them in people, you just got to help them learn the other side of that phrase, right? There's two Mm -hmm. sides to those old records and we got to figure out that one side is going to be supportive and helpful. And the other side is going to be continuing to keep them where they're at. So there's no simple answer to that. I think it's a case by case individual. We all have certain beliefs that tend to be consistent. For example, self-worth, right? A lot of people do struggle with believing that they are worthy of having the best. And there's a lot of things out there that that created that programming, right? This whole transactional thing. If you do good in school, then you'll get a good grade. If you do this, you'll get a cookie. If you, you know what I mean? It's like you Mm -hmm. have to have this transaction to be worthy of getting these rewards as opposed to just recognizing the fact that, well, it's kind of self-evident that you're worthy of life because you are alive. Yeah, I like that. 
Right? Yeah. And helping people recognize that and know that they wouldn't be here if whatever higher power they believe in didn't think that they were worthy. It just changes the conversation. And it removes the fact, the thing that will stop them from doing something good for themselves because they say, well, I'm not worthy of having the best, so I'm not going to work to get the best. Well, let's re-examine that. Let's talk about why you are worthy of it instead of why you're not. So, yeah. So what's the phrase that you said that people say? Well, there's, there's two phrases, and this is a Chinese belief point, actually, right here. It's the top one, the very first one. And the self-supportive belief is, I am worthy of the best that life mm-hmm. and love have to offer. I'm worthy of the best. And then there's the opposite of that is I'm unworthy, right? And you will see that some people will be much more comfortable thinking that because it stops them from taking the responsibility to take the steps to get the best for them. But, you know, there's, as you know, there's no comfort in the growth zone and there's no uh, growth in the comfort zone, right? So you have to get them a little uncomfortable. And once they get past that, then they feel much more comfortable accepting their self-worth. Yeah. And I think that some people, they don't recognize that they don't have the self-worth because the other statement that you said that it won't work or Mm. that they're going to, whatever that other phrase was that you said, yeah, that it won't work on them. I don't know. That it won't work on them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, nothing you can do about it. Yeah. That it's just the way I was taught. It's just the way that I am, you know, and they don't really like if you try to, to like, if you're working with people and you, you try to tell them like, Oh yes, you can. Like, I like that approach, like a subtle approach because they don't hear what they're saying. Mm. Like they don't realize it because, and maybe they think they have self-worth, but their actions that they're taking in their life are kind of showing that they don't really, but they're not really aware of it. Yeah. So consciously they're trying to make the right decision, but they're still slowed down because they have this subconscious belief that's still there that was developed to protect them, right? And that's how I kind of explain it. Like think about a child that runs around a corner and there's a dog there, startles a dog and the dog bites them. Well, that person, that child, to defend themselves and keep themselves alive for the rest of their life, a belief that would make sense would be stay away from dogs, right? Right. It was terrible. It was emotional. It was painful, you know? So they're just going to categorically remove dogs from the rest of their life. But you and I know, that dogs are a wonderful example for us to understand and learn unconditional love. And unconditional love is just one of the most beautiful, like, you know, treasures and and secrets to learn. And if you don't have a dog to help you learn that, you're missing out, right? So you have to have a balance. And the balance is there are times that dogs are great and there are times that you should avoid dogs. But if you completely avoid dogs for your whole life, then you have an imbalance in those beliefs. It's a limiting belief. And that happens and it happens on all kinds of situations, right? Like a a kid tries to do something nice for their parent and the parent was in a bad mood that day. And and when they, they, they made this great gift and they, they presented it to the parent and the parent was like, Oh, whatever, you know, I don't want that right now. That left an impression on that kid that giving gifts to people is bad. Right. So they, they, now we've got to figure out, wait a minute, that was just a one tiny little situation, but it impacted you because you were young and impressionable. Now we're going to balance it out. Yes. Some people you don't want to give gifts to because it's not the right time, but other people need to get gifts because it feels good to give them. And that's why it hurt. It's about hearing it in their language, going through the, you know, some of the ones that are most common and helping people just know that they can change the way that they're, whether they're looking at the sun or whether they're looking at the shadow, you know? I love that. There's always, there's always another way, you know, right? Always. there's always another way. And there's, there's always a room to change and to grow. 
So I love that. I love that you're helping people like with your holistic approach, the whole body, the whole mind, body, soul, and really tap it into uncovering the, I guess, the mystery of it all, <laughs> like what's going on yeah. deep yeah. down there. It's like not always evident. So you uncover it all. So I like that because it's not always obvious, but it's there. The answers are always there. You just have to go look for them, right? That's kind of what you're saying. Like go seek more knowledge and go in those directions. And that's what I like to talk about on this podcast. Well, and I think what you do really well, and you say it in so many different ways, I'll just say it in a different way, is that just because someone has placed a limit on something doesn't mean you have to accept that limitation as your limit, right? Because you can do more and and bring the magic, right? If you allow yourself to try, I guess, Mm -hmm. right? Even, even go there. Yeah, I agree. And like you, like I said, you could have just stayed the kid that Mm. had a sugar problem, Mm -hmm. and stay there but you didn't you chose a different path and I could have stayed the little girl that was told I would never be smart enough or do anything good enough or couldn't do anything at all and I'm still actually overcoming that because oh yeah yeah it's just do you struggle still a little bit yeah it's a it's a it's a constant not struggle so much but it's an exercise right it is a process it's definitely progress always and never perfection perfection would be super boring. Yeah. And yeah. And there is a progress and in identifying and knowing that as you're showing right now with this show allows you the ability to connect with other people who need to learn what you're learning and you guys can grow and move together in that. And if you didn't have that, you wouldn't be able to help anybody. Yeah. I think that I love that you're on here because I think it's super important that people know that their health is so huge. And I know people know that. Yeah. I know yeah. that people know that. But then my question is, if we all know that, why are there so many? I want to say it. I want to say it. I want to say, why are there so many fucking fast food restaurants? <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I was trying to stop. But like, seriously, why are they on every corner? Why is there a donut store on every corner? Why do we keep continuing to reward people with sugar and and all these things that are killing us? Like why, if we are aware of this, do we continue to do it? Right. And it's that limiting belief, right? It's what we've been taught. It's what we've been taught. And so now we have to bring awareness so we can break free from it so we can change it. And have enough people doing it to give those who are on the on the fence, trying to do the right thing, permission to continue to do the right thing, right? Because if they're surrounding themselves with people who are like, oh no, come on, whatever, just eat, it'll make you happy. They're going to fall on the, that side of the fence. And if there's anybody over here going, no, 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 no. You know, if you eat this and you do this, you're, you're actually going to feel a lot better. They, there needs mm-hmm. to be more people. One of my healthcare heroes always says that justice and health includes access to and knowledge of all the options. And I don't think, number one, that people definitely have the knowledge of the options. And that's my mission to get out there. And then they access, not just access in the means of like they have a McDonald's, but then there's also a store right there next to it that has a healthy option, but access through their community, right? If their community is setting up mental barriers to keep them from having access to a belief that's going to get them healthier, we have a situation where we have 
more drive-through restaurants and fast food restaurants than we know what to do with. So exactly. Like, so I guess we just have to keep sharing our message and keep bringing education and awareness to the, in a happy way, right? Happy to do it. We're fortunate to have enjoyed the lessons that we've learned and enjoyed the progress that we've been able to make. And just know that it's just, it's such a delight to be able to see somebody else have that new experience. I think one of the greatest joys in our human experience is seeing somebody else experience something positive for the first time, right? That's such a beautiful thing. And to be able to do that every day of your life is just, I couldn't, how could you, how could you complain about a life like that? I love that. I mean, cause I started working, I told you, I started working at a weight loss center and it's kind of mm. cool because I get to help guide people into eating healthier people that they didn't realize before they started coming to us that they could actually cook this food for themselves and that they can yep. make healthy choices that are going to help them feel great. And, you know, it's not about being skinny, you know, it's not about that word. It's just about being healthier. And like you said, right. feeling better. Like if you're not digesting properly and you're not just feeling like you feel tired and all that stuff, you know, then making healthier choices can help you. And I just think that's awesome that you're doing that. And it is great to see people have success and to make the change. And I will agree with you whenever you are first going down that path of making better choices, no matter what it is in your life, there's always somebody that's going to tell you, no, 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 you should Mm -hmm. just keep doing what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And you just have to stay strong. Oh, stay strong. <laughs> strong, not <laughs> health. <laughs> I love that your name is Dustin Strong and you, your practitioner. What do you call your place? Your clinic, clinic. your center? Mm-hmm. Yep. Clinic? Yeah, yeah the clinic. <laughs> your clinic. It's called <laughs> or, Strong, uh, yeah, not or, health. Uh, a healing center, I guess you could call it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because you are strong on health, helping people to be that. And I love that. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your journey, a little bit of it. I know there's much more to it. You've got a lot of information. And so maybe one day we'll have to have you back on and we can tap into more of that knowledge to share on taking steps to help people help humanity (laughs) go in the right direction. So anyway, tell my listeners where they can find you if they want to find out more information about you. Let's see. I guess strongonhealth.com would be the best way to find information. A lot of the times I'm going to be delivering a lot of seminars specifically on how to overcome. It's to know that you have other options when it comes to mental health and options that actually really, truly can make a big difference in your life. And so there's a, we do live events and webinars and seminars. And so if you go to strongonhealth.com, you can see uh, that entire list of where they can get plugged in. And uh, I do a monthly call where people can just you know, sit in and listen for a little bit, take what they, what they need from it and pop right out. I don't care that somebody stays the whole time, just get what you need and and then, you know, leave the rest behind. So yeah, that's the best way to find me. I really love that. And one big thing that is so cool about you is that you do have a big heart for people and that you do, you are very sweet. How about that? <laughs> I'll take it now. I'll take it. <laughs> You're very sweet. You really do find joy and helping other people. So I do like that a lot. So good job following your heart and good job (laughs) taking what you thought might've been so bad in your life and turn it into something really magical and great. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for helping me continue to do it. Every time I get a chance to talk to someone about it a little bit more, it helps me understand it a little better and reminds me of, you know, that, uh, 
it's a joy to do it and we're going to continue doing it as long as I can. There you go. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today on You Are the Magic Pill. My hope is that you leave this podcast feeling better about yourself, inspired, activated, and ready to swallow your fears to realize your dreams. I would be honored if you would leave me a five-star review over in iTunes. Each week, I'll randomly choose one person to win some You Are the Magic Pill swag. Make sure you add your name to the review and I'll reach out to you if you're the winner. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today. Be sure to pop over to youarethemagicpill.com for past episodes and more gifts to help you wake up and realize that you are the magic pill and you can change it all to have it all.